You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Coming up with a view from Japan, we have the Martin Schultz, the Chief Policy Economist from Fujitsu Research. Martin, thanks for joining us today. Yes, hello. What a pleasure to be with you. Thank you, Martin. Likewise, just wanted to start off with, so Kuroda is stepping down from his role as a BOJ governor after 10 years at the helm. What would you and the industry at large deem to be his most impressive legacies? Well, it has been quite a ride. Mr. Kuroda came in together with Abenomics to revive the Japanese economy, and he immediately pulled out the bazooka, declared that he will double money supply to get the economy moving, to get Japan out of deflation, and basically he redefined monetary policy that way, because other central banks were looking, wow, we never thought that this is possible. Now, after 10 years, uh, the, the money supply, the money in circulation has actually, well, increased five times in Japan. Uh, that is something governments have been very fond of in the, in the decade after the financial crisis because they gained cheap finance through the central bank. It actually raised a new theory, modern monetary theory, that governments can be financed almost for free by, uh, by the central bank. Uh, so a lot of new things came out of Mr. Kuroda and his policy. Yes, although intriguingly enough, he'd struggled largely with achieving his inflation target from 2015 through to uh, early 2022. And it was not until the supply side factors of the war in Ukraine's breaking out that that inflation actually went up uh, in Japan as a result of that. So uh, I guess uh, what do you see as the key limitations or shortcomings in those seven years between 15 and 22? What didn't work out? Well, now you're talking to the industrial economists, and we have been quite skeptical about what actually monetary policy and the financial side of the economy can achieve in terms of getting the economy really moving, really increasing productivity, potential growth in the longer run. And this is where the limitations of monetary policy now have also been proven by Mr. Kuroda. The idea from decades ago was that monetary policy matters a lot. It can actually impact the economy beyond just uh, increasing inflation, also by moving it, by making finance investment much cheaper. That actually didn't work out so much. It stabilized the economy. Japan has been growing more strongly than you would have thought without Mr. Kuroda. But deflation was only subsiding gradually. And as you pointed out, inflation is only now back from the outside as cost push, cost sunk inflation from the war in Europe, from increasing energy prices. And that is not positive for the economy at all. So the legacy overall is a bit mixed. That, that's right. And just on that point on productivity, actually, you know, there's an abundance of savings and idle cash in Japan right now. Some estimates put it at sort of nearly 10 trillion US dollars. Um, do, do you reckon it's high time for Kishida to pursue an intensive investment led growth strategy um, focusing on boosting productivity? And how do we juggle between sort of inflation targets and uh, growth targets on the other hand, uh, as well as unemployment? Now, that is really a very important point, because this is now what the new government, uh, uh, the, the new governor of the Bank of Japan, Mr. Ueda, will have to support government policy after the experience, not just in Japan, but of the last decade with very low interest rates, uh, with trying to get the economy growing from the demand side has switched 
across mature country governments. I also think including Korea toward the supply side. The supply side meaning that the government more directly tries to increase productivity, the potential of the economy to grow by focusing on new energy, focusing on uh, supporting digitalization, getting skills up. This is Mr. Kishida's government plan. The central bank will have to support it, but now we have a stronger focus on fiscal policy, on what the government can directly achieve in terms of supporting the economy. This is also a key change in terms of policy right now. That's right. And I, I guess just from an industry perspective, you know, we've been hearing reports really that Japan's also looking to, under Kushida, boost its uh, immigration regime to bring in more labor to replenish, as you know, the, the aging and de- uh, graying demographic that we see with the country's population. How do you rate the odds and are you optimistic about the chances of you know, Japan's being able to uh, resurge or recharge its labor force through these measures? Well, policy and Japan in general has clearly become more friendly towards, uh, well, not just op- reopening the borders after, after uh, three years with, uh, on and off of the, uh, with the pandemic and uh, difficulties in terms of well, who can get in, which, how much is the economy overall opening. Uh, Japan is becoming very welcoming again, uh, and not only in terms of well, supporting white-collar immigration because there clearly is a skills gap almost anywhere uh, but uh, we have to, to be quite a bit of well uh, throw some realism into that uh, japan will always focusing more on uh, pro- uh, supporting domestic potentials will always focusing more on increasing the skills productivity domestically and not growing its economy with large scale immigration japan has always has a tradition on focusing on its domestic economy exporting being in contact globally but immigration is a touchy issue because uh, people do want to keep their uh, their uh, social coherence they want to keep their culture and have a very strong focus on it so large scale immigration is so far not really a solution for japan Thank you. Now, with the war in Ukraine, you know, talk of reshoring, uh, recoupling and friendshoring and a roster of other exogenous factors um, over the past year, we've seen Japanese inflation rates soar. And indeed, they hit a 41-year high of 4.3% in January this year. Uh, Martin, how would you describe uh, WIDA's approach to monetary policy? And what are your predictions concerning uh, this MIT-trained uh, economist? Well, already end of last year, there had been quite a scare for the Bank of Japan and monetary policy because it was the only central bank that remained strictly expansionary because it said, well, we have been expanding money supply and trying to support the economy so much for so long that a fast, a fast change would produce a major difficulty within the financial sector, but also with government finance, which became so dependent on low interest rates, on being able to raise even more money through public debt. Uh, we have seen what happens when the policy changes very fast in the U.S., basically triggering a, a, a banking crisis where we are not entirely sure where it goes globally. Uh, Japan.
United States, of course, and you mentioned 4.3% uh, in January. That was January. Inflation is already down at 3%. It is expected to be at 1% at the, at the call rate towards the end of the year. So there is some calming down with supply chains opening, the Asian economy uh, starting uh, to, to, to grow again. So what we are seeing is that Mr. Ueda has quite a bit of more time to get towards the next stage of monetary policy in Japan. Yes, and it does look like what you said there is also affirmed by his um, words at the press conference yesterday. Did you watch it? Uh, yes. What were your Everybody thoughts on it? Was, uh, was, was quite, uh, quite interested if he gives him a tiny little bit of an indication that he might change policy uh, a bit faster than people were expecting. He didn't. He was very, very careful. He was very cautious on that issue. So it is quite clear that at least till the end of the year, there will not be major changes. And the main reason for that is yield curve control. So controlling basically the, all the interest rates along the entire uh, uh, line of, uh, of the financial sector is a complex policy. It requires a very complex and careful step to change that. You cannot just raise an interest rate and move on. That requires a big change, and the Bank of Japan is already working on it. Thank you so much. And that's all we've got time for today, Martin. Really appreciate it. We just heard from Martin Schultz, Chief Policy Economist from Fujitsu Research.